0: introductions to vedanta texts by shri shri sachidananda indra saraswati swami ji hole in this lecture series we have seen already uh, 20 sessions today is the 21st session um <coughs> shri Guru namaha harihi om shri Ganesha namaha dr krishna murti shastri dambe punacha Taluk, Karnataka, Bharat. <coughs> Was there a school of Advaitic absolutism anterior to Gaudapada? <coughs> Is the topic. We shall now turn to another aspect of the question. Is Gaudapada personally responsible for this supposed revolution in the Upanishad tradition? Or had he any predecessors in the field whose views he was perhaps the first to systematize? Prof. Murthy quite admits the possibility of this alternative when he says, Shankara's reference to Godapada as one knowing the tradition, sampradaya Ayurveda may mean that there was an Advaitic school of Vedanta too, although it might not have been a dominant one. Indeed, as the professor adds in a footnote on the same page, indications are not wanting that Gaudapada himself may be appealing to older teachers of his own tradition when he uses expressions like Vedanta, Eshvachak, Mune edapa ragaihi, etc. but there is no necessity to be satisfied with the mere guesses for we have positive evidence to this effect in Shankara's writings. In the first place, his uh, frequent reference to Sampradaya tradition in his bhashyas is in itself impressive. We have already seen his references to Gaudapada as a Sampradaya vid. In his Gita-bhashya, we have passages to convince us as to how much store He sets by a good tradition. This one is uh, in reference to an opponent who holds that the individual soul is ultimately merged in Brahman through meditation based upon a knowledge of the distinction of Kshetra and Kshetrajna, the material world and Ishwara respectively. The fool of a Pandit who hopes to reconcile the doctrine of samsara and liberty with the Shastra in this way is really a suicide. Being self-deluded, he deludes others as well. Because for want of the right tradition, he abundantly expresses the teaching of the Shruti and offers an imaginary construction of his own. Hence, being bereft of the tradition, he must be ignored like a fool, albeit he may happen to be versed in all chastras. EVAM PANDITA <inaudible> Samsara Moksha Yoho, Shastrasya, Arthavat इति Karomi, स्वय Atmaha, Swayam Mudho, व्यामोहयति Vyoma, Vyamo Shastrata, Sampradaya, Raitha Shutahanim, Ashutakalpanancha Kurvan, Tasmada, Sampradaya with Sarva Shastra Gita Thirteen Two, Shankar Bhashya. And this passage is an answer to those who that think it difficult or impossible to get a knowledge of the self owing to its being formless. True, it is so far those who have not been properly initiated by a teacher, knowing the right tradition, for those who have not properly listened to Vedantic teachings, for those whose mind is quite engrossed in the external objects of sense, and for those who are untrained in this use of the valid means of knowledge satyameva gurusampradaya rahitanam ashruta vedanta nam atyanta bahir visaya buddhi nam samyat pramaneshwa krtashramanam gita bhashya 1850 here are some direct references bearing testimony to the existence of a tradition of absolutism before shankara and presumably gauravada in Gita bhashya Shankara introduces us to a shloka, 13.13, in these words, Even the illusory form due to upani, uh, upadhis is treated as though it were a property of Brahman, the know- knowable, just for the sake of rendering its uh, existence conceivable. Hence the statement that it is with, uh, with hands and feet everywhere. Accordingly, the knowers of the right tradition say, Reality, devoid of all manifoldness, is explained through deliberate superimposition of attributes and subsequent negation or rescission. Again in the Mandukya Bhashya, while concluding a discussion on the function of the Shastra as a means of knowledge of Atman, Shankara quotes the Sutra of the Knowers of Agama. Siddhantu nivarta katva ditya gama vidam sutram. Siddhantu nivarta kattva iti agama vidam sutram. The validity of the shastra is established just because it negates properties not pertaining to the self evident atman. Gauda, 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 Gauda Padakari Kabhasya 2.32. Once more in the Brahadaranya Kabhasya. Shankara appeals to his tradition in support of his interpretation of texts treating of creation. Atra Vidaha Aksya Achakshate and here the knowers of the right tradition narrate a story uh, in illustration of this truth. We learn from the glosset Anandagiri that there are uh, these are references to a certain uh, Dravidacharya who, according to the glossit, again wrote an extensive commentary on the Chandogya Upanishad also. From another source we learn about one more teacher of this school, Vyakara, uh, Vakyakara Brahma, Brahma-nandin. Brahmanandin. In his commentary on the 217th verse of the third chapter of Sarvajnātma's uh, Sankshepashāliraka, Madhusudana Saraswati gives an extract from that ancient thinker with prefatory ma- remarks of his own, well worth quoting in extenso. छांडो ज्वाक्य कारेना ब्रह्मानंदिनापि पूरोपक्षे असतः सतस्चा उत्पत्तावू दोषमुक्तवां साम व्यवहारिकम् आ समाधानमुक्तम् न असतः अनिष्पाद्यत्वात् न पिशतः प्रवृत्यानर्थक्यात सत्व अविशेषात् अभिव्यक्त्यर्थं इति चेत् न तस्याः अपि सत्वात् प्रवृत्ति नित्यत्वात् च सदा अभिव्यक्ति न समव्यवहार मात्रत्वात् इति it is worthy of note that uh, here the purapakshin is made to emphasize the impossibility of the origination either of the existent or the, of the non-existent which uh, dilemma uh, Brahmanandin Brahma avoids by taking all birth as some vyavahara matra, conventional only or in Gaudapada's words Maya janma illusory birth. Last but not the least in importance are the three shlokas quoted at the end of Shankara's Bhashya on the fourth Brahma Sutra, uh, Tattu Samanvayat. They are quoted to support the doctrines of 1. Mithyatma, illusory self. Second, Bodhe, Karyamukatham Bhavet, the incompatibility of the karma with the Brahma knowledge. Third one, Anvistasyat, Pramataiva, papmadosha Madosh, the identity of the seeker after knowledge with Brahman as soon as Brahman is realized. Fourth, Pramanam tu the limitation of the Brahmanas to the empirical life and their sublation by knowledge of the Supreme Self. Tenets of vital importance to Advaita Vedanta of the type that Gaudapada and Shankara commend. The question may be now considered as well nigh settled, I think. It is uh, not merely probable but absolutely certain that Shankaran and Godopada did have a tradition of Advaitic teachers who had been contending to hold their own against the other monistic schools who were all busy struggling to establish that their school had the sole right to represent the original Upanishadic teaching. Mutual influence of the Advaita and the Madhyamika systems was not impossible during those times though we have no means of ascertaining to what extent this took place in fact. Professor Murthy's remarks in this connection are very significant. Influence is not necessarily acceptance or borrowing of the doctrines. That too uh, is influence which stimulates the systems to modify, revise or even to uh, reaffirm their doctrines. Influence may be expressed as much through opposition as by acceptance. The development of their system may be as much due to reaction upon the other as to its inherent capacity to march on. Perhaps Godapada's work represents the last phase of this kind of reaction on the Vedantic side. We must be therefore cautious I think in our uh, pronouncements in such matters even if we actually find witnesses on either side accusing the other of serious plagiarism. Next topic, Gaudapada's alleged borrowing from Mahayana works. Let us see in the next session. So, this ends 21st session in Introductions to Vedanta. text by Shishi Satchidanand Sarsothi Swamiji salutes to his, soul, uh, soul, uh, his holy souls or feet. Sarvejana Sukhinobhontu Onthachat.